There comes a time, what, twice, three times a year when the footballing world gets blessed with what is known as El Clasico. Fucks. You know, a time when the world stops. And, and I know that this isn't, this isn't necessarily the, the classic Messi or CR7, the treble, Real Madrid... But every time Guardiola these two teams meet, exactly. And but every time these teams meet, mm-hmm. it's a spectacle. It's must-watch TV. Yeah. Even today, injury-ridden, both sides. Yeah, but what a game. Yeah, man. What can I say? Like, I was. I mean, as usual, Luka Modric, my guy, <laughs> showed out. The only Spurs player I'll ever support. <laughs> He's not even a Spurs player. Don't get it twisted. Uh, but uh, remember he played for Spurs. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, as usual, Kareem Benzema did his thing. It was it was a good game. It was it was fun to watch. It was it's an example of like like quality. Like if you want to know what it looks like when like everyone's just on point if you want to know what it looks like when like you're just looking at like the top level of soccer i feel like barca real like the el clasico like i remember like what 2010 2011 they had that they had that run where it was like four el clasicos in a month and each time like the world stopped like i remember back when like like everything was split between barcelona real madrid guardiola Mourinho. Everything it was just an event. It was an occasion. Like everything stopped. You are you watching a classical this week? Like, oh, what do you think the score is gonna be? Like, what's your call setup? it? What's call it a holiday because that's what it is. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 a celebration. Basically, it's a celebration of football. It's a celebration of, of just like, top tier quality. And honestly, I haven't really felt that way for a while about a classical. Like. I don't want. To, I don't know what it was, but it just didn't feel as though. And I, I like yes, El Clasico has all has still produced like incredible moments, like the messy the that messy moment where he took his shirt off, and then the response by Ronaldo and all like all that shit, right? Like of course they each, all each time. they all come from these moments, these games. But I but I feel like it, it's crazy because because Barcelona, like like you said, Barcelona was their lineup was bizarre, whatever, amazing. right? Like you still kind of didn't expect. It, you didn't expect the quality, I feel like. I didn't expect the quality. I started getting excited just looking, just watching and seeing what it's like when a team actually pressures Real Madrid um, and attacks them. Uh, looking, Seeing what it's like when just <laughs> just watching a team being able to connect the ball that the way both these teams yeah, did. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful to watch. It's must-watch TV. I sound, like I'm, I sound like I'm just talking about like basic level shit, but it's just like they, they do just the, even the most basic shit at such a level... Or it's like you just have to be amazed. Like these guys are stitching 10, 15 passes together, getting pressured every single place on the pitch, but getting the ball one touch pass and releasing it the perfect place, releasing it to the right guy. Um, like like we we always talk about how like Xavi had had that that ability to pass guys into space, but it's like I saw that all over the pitch right. today. Like, you well, know? You, well, you know the thing. It's it's Rabona Boys episode two. <laughs> It's your boy Nick Solo, aka Solgino Desk. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! All right, <laughs> what's good? It's your boy Ben Scully, aka Mario Dalvatelli. You know we does this. You know we out here. Let's get into it. Let's All right.
so we just watched El Clasico. Um, amazing. First thoughts. First thoughts. What I mean, I, I just gave him gave it to you. Yeah. Um, huge, huge game. Huge game. Amazing implications in the title race. Um, right. I didn't realize that either. I like they showed the table at the end of the game, and I was like, oh wow, like, Real Madrid's it's cool. theirs to take now. Like, it, 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 was, it was it was Atletico's league like. Um, in the beginning of the season, and all of a sudden, they just they just up fell until off and, like a few weeks ago, like and, was... and Barca was there with them, and somehow Real Madrid has recovered to the point where they're they're now the head of the league. And that's Madrid crazy. Madrid looked so good too. Like <sighs> I am that I honestly don't think a two one scoreline reflects that game. It's, Barca got into it a little more in the second half, yeah, but that first yeah, half was just yeah. dominance to that, me. That, that same that same Madrid. level of quality, like like that you saw that they had versus Liverpool where it's like their players don't make silly fucking mistakes. Mm. Their players don't forget to go pressure a guy or forget to check their shoulder. Like their, their players, they almost, it's like almost like they think of everything. Like they've been so, so drilled on what they need to do. Like they, they They demand excellence at all. Such a level of excellence. You've never seen a Madrid player just watch somebody dribble past them and not go and pressure never never a foot put wrong if you're gonna beat madrid you're gonna do it with some amazing amount of quality you you have some world-class quality moment that's the only way to really break them down and and it's still and what's crazy is it's still true with this injured back line with militao and nacho who've Mm -hmm. been playing great Oh, Both boy. against your it. Liverpool. <laughs> Talk about it. And, you know, like just the league in general. Like, And I know Barca wasn't at full power either, but I thought it was kind of interesting that it didn't start Griezmann. But, you know, Dembele, Messi, like... Barca's really interesting. I think Coleman's a really interesting coach. Um, he, he, he mixes and matches a lot more. So he used a lineup today that was he's never used before. He, new formation, new lineup. I guess I guess he was inspired by Klopp and decided, hey, why don't we introduce some players who haven't played for a while against Might as well. Real Madrid? Um, it was a bold decision to do that in a game like Co- this. Coman's Coman's definitely um, been a bit controversial in Barcelona because he's not the typical Barcelona coach. He doesn't play play super attacking flair football. He doesn't always play with a four three three. But I feel like Coman, when he came in, he he was kind of put in a position of. Um, and in a bad position, basically, because when he came in, I mean, he was brought in by Bartomeu. It was always known once Bartomeu was kicked out or got out of the presidency, whoever was next was going to bring in their own coach, right? Like when you switch as a president at a club like Barcelona, you want to start your own legacy. Nine times out of ten, you 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 bring in your own coach and stuff like that. So Cummins kind of already he he he's into the job, knowing that he's going to lose it, and he also he's also faced with the with the task of replacing a really bad roster with somewhat good buys at a time when they also don't have any money because right. Barcelona has <clears throat> been so badly run for 10 years that they're... And they've made so many bad buys. A like, billion in debt. They have the craziest contracts. They have the biggest wages in Europe, in the world. Like, it's it's not a good situation. And also, not only that, but he's, he's also required to blood in a whole bunch of youngsters, something that Barcelona hasn't done for five six years right right i'm i want to yeah the youngsters i want to highlight my guy again i already shouted him out but luka modric 
when yeah, I, yeah. Let's, when let's, I, let's when focus I more watch, on Real. Honestly. When I watch this guy play, bro, I like when I watch Real Madrid play. Mm. I just want to watch Modric the whole time, bro. He's everywhere on that field. He's pressing. He's running. He's all over the place. The passing. That ball he played was that. Who was that to? Was that to Vinny? No, probably no. yeah. Might have been or Asensio. or Asensio. Or yeah, Asensio. but that one over the top. You know what, what we're talking about if yeah. you've seen the game. Yeah. Like, it's it's really incredible. To, that's still the best midfield in the world, in my opinion. Yeah, honestly, I don't it, even think it's a discussion anymore. Like, it's sad. Okay, no, fuck it, fuck it. Let's 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 just get into it, right? Yeah, like, let's okay, talk about it. Barcelona Madrid was cool, whatever. I, honestly, it. not really worried about it. Not really worried about it. All right, so a real what Liverpool happened? Liverpool got. <laughs> Exposed, right? Exposed, basically. Liverpool. Um, did Liverpool get exposed, or did Liverpool? Liverpool. Just not I don't. Show up? How do How do I say this? How do I say this? It's a mixture of both, right? It's a mixture of all of the dumb decisions that FSG and Loki Jurgen Klopp like. They they tend to make. Like it kind of came out in this game as it's been coming out for the whole season. Also, um, I, I like. Liverpool just looked like they were just overawed. They they looked like they they looked like they did. They I don't want to say sleep. didn't care, but they, like it sounds so weird saying that because you because like you know. clearly they care, but like but to me so, so my effort thing is, levels weren't there. Like, my thing is my thing is you know what Real Madrid is as a team. You you hear the name Real Madrid and you already know okay, Europe champions like. It's a team that's European been winning. Pedigree. They've been winning European cups from before your dad's dad was born, bro. Right. Like they've they've been the out here for it's, forever. It's the real champions. That's league. they're <laughs> like it is, they're their the best tournament. team in the world only for the Champions League. They don't give a fuck about La Liga like that, right? So everything that about this team is built for Europe, geared towards Europe. It's a massive institution, and you decide, you decide that. This is the perfect team to introduce, to reintroduce a midfielder who's played in short spurts, at short spurts at a time for your team. You bought him three years ago, and this man has not played more than, what, five games in a row, if that, if he's even gotten to that number. I don't under, I don't understand why you, t- why you put in Nabi Keita against a midfield of... Luka Modric, Tony Kroos, and Casemiro. It doesn't make sense. If the only time that this guy is getting is playing for the Guinean national team, where they're running him into the dirt, and and Jurgen Klopp is still like, yo, he can't play that many minutes, then what the fuck makes you think that this man... Excuse me. What on (laughs) earth makes you think that this man is going to somehow, not only somehow become match fit, because this guy hasn't played a match in forever... But not only is he going to be match fit, Honestly, but he's also going to be... I to keep it a buck. Like, I he's, forgot he's, he was on the team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. I was and shocked it, when I saw it, bro. I was like, oh. And you expect, and you expect <laughs> him to be on the game pace. And you expect him to be able to keep up with the rest of the team, right? But it's the fucked up thing is, it's not just Nabi Keita. You put on Diogo Jota instead of Roberto Firmino. Mm-hmm. I understand that everyone else wants you to play... Diogo Jota instead of Roberto Firmino. Shit. <laughs> like, I'm a huge However, guy. if you listen to Liverpool fans who seem to be the only people these days who are actually watching Liverpool, right? It's kind of gone back to like, right. it's just us, right? Right. If you watch 
Liverpool. Liverpool doesn't work with just Jota. They work with Jota and Firmino. Firmino and Jota occupy different spaces. They kind of occupy the same spaces, but they work off of each other. Jota is... He's going to run off the shoulder, run behind. Did they play behind. on the pitch together against Arsenal? I don't yes. They, that's, so yes. Because Firmino kind of floated more in the midfield. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. So this is, this is, this is so, there was so many issues, guys. I don't know where the fuck to start. <laughs> well, here's so, where I want to start. So you talked about Klopp. And to me, it's mind-blowing because Klopp played a Super like strong lineup against Arsenal, knowing he had Real Madrid in three days, and so he know. played. I he played Fabinho. Know. What was it? It was like Fabinho, Milner, Thiago, I think, or something like well, that. Which is a pretty good mid. It's not our best, but it, I mean, all right. You're so so you're clueless. It's, it's like one B to one A, you know, and so. Yeah, and he knew in three days he has a match against Real Madrid. He so did he know on. When was it? Saturday or whatever they played? Saturday. Did no. he know that he was going to play Keita as this, no, his no, guy no, no, no. for Real Madrid? Because this, this that's terrible. That's terrible. This lineup selection was so bad. This is an example of shook nigga energy. What I mean by that is, you know those coaches that like that like work really hard throughout the season and they have their system or they have their team and they have their guys, their lineup, the strongest lineup, whatever, whatever. The, the, like they, they're excellent, right? When they come up again in big matches, or when it comes up to to knockout games and like whatever cup tournament and shit like that, when it really comes down to it, these are the same guys who make these weird ass fucking lineup decisions, like that 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 don't make any sense. And I'm trying so hard not to cuss right now, but what I'm Go saying ahead, is bro. like I said explicit it, it, when I signed up on the it, podcast. It, thing, so. it doesn't free make any fucking set like shook nigga energy like like you suddenly just just you you outthink yourself it's guardiola does that a lot in the late stages of the champions league um uh my sounders fans out there you know brian schmetzer kind of did that for for the last um mls cup final where he didn't where he where it, it was his case is kind of the opposite but what i mean is like it's more of just being assured in yourself and assured in your decisions why are you not picking the strongest lineup possible versus the best team in the world that has over a hundred years of experience on how to win the Champions League or how to win how to win in Europe? Why are you? We had no connection from the front line to the midfield. No our midfield, pressing, no urgency. Our midfield didn't make any sense. Didn't make any sense. Everyone's on Nabi Keita's ass. I'm not going to lie. Georgina Ronaldo was just as trash in the first half. Fabinho, Fabinho was trash yeah. the entire game. Fabinho. Bruh. When we got Real Madrid, I was super excited for Fabinho because I was thinking, yo, he gets the oper- he gets an opportunity that not too many players get. He gets to go up against the one guy who is standing in his place in the national team and he gets to show out right right <clears throat> no it's that's a great great situation for him yeah you're 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 about to go play against the, the the only guy that's standing in your place in the national team and you're going to go and and Shit bro what did, bed, he bro. <laughs> he what did he do what did he do period like, I, I don't know what did he do my, like, my man my man turned around slower than that barge in the suez canal bro like my, my, was, I, I don't i didn't see him really really effectively filling those spaces like he normally did mm-hmm. um or, or or even when that when he did against arsenal um 
And Real Madrid just passed it around your midfield like nobody like it's the whole midfield. Bruh, the like, way that like they just were just clicking fast, and moving the ball, it's fast, it's tempo. That you know? same example we were talking about where where you just see players getting the ball to one another perfectly fat, like they like they clearly know where each everybody is. They're getting the ball to each person. It's like you saw the the press broken so easily because mm-hmm. our, there wasn't really a fucking press. There was no connection between the midfield and the attack in terms of attack, but then there was also no press from there was press from the front, but there was no press from the midfield. It doesn't make any... You know what I'm saying? I almost wonder, too, because we talk about how European football is more tactical when you go to the Champions League, all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it, maybe there was some instruction to not press the entire game because you know Real Madrid doesn't make just, sense. Listen, but you, you know Real Madrid is just passing it out of your press effortlessly. They're not even breaking a sweat. Mm. They're doing little flick, flick, one touch. That doesn't, that, bro, the press You isn't... can't just, then you just, then you're just running with no, with no outcome. You, mm. You're not getting the ball. Nah. You're just tiring out. A lot of, sometimes, yeah, sometimes European football is slower paced. You sit a little more. But, you... but, but remember, the front line was pressing. The midfield didn't press. Yeah, I want to Real me. Madrid, to me, it was that everyone. Doesn't, that doesn't like make we sense. saw we, when we were watching it too. Like we saw just everyone standing. Statues, yes, also true. Statues also true. out yeah, there. Yeah, Eleven. Honestly, like honestly. Yota, Hota didn't really know where to go. I think that was part of it. So so Tony Cross was given way too much space. Right? Way that's, too much that's time kind of, space, bro. What? That's kind of on Keita, but it's also on well, Diogo was Jota. Out after the first half, it's, it's also on it's half. also on Diogo Jota because he doesn't. Again, again, like I said, Jota is a guy who to run in behind, to run off the shoulder, to go in, pass him behind, connect real quick. Firmino is the guy who drops deep, comes to collect, retains the ball, passes it on, combines, pushes it up. He is our definition of what a number 10 would be in this team, right? Uh, He was was a midfielder for hella years before he came to Liverpool. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people forget that. I forget that sometimes, but... This dude started as a D mid, low key, right? Firmino is is a really good presser. He's an incredible presser, right? And he, like he he's smart enough to kind of to kind of filter out all like the all the bad options. And he he's one of those guys that tends to, to zone in properly on the right guy in in like like up top. Sorry, how how do I, how do I want to say this? He he always manages to press the proper dude. In, in like who's who's like deep in their midfield, right? Like the like like I said, the guy who would normally have space, he's perfect at pressing that guy. So okay. Firmino would have been pressing the shit out of Kroos. You could have had Firmino on instead of Navi Keita, and the game would have went completely different. Because mm-hmm. you have the guy, the perfect connector for the front three. Because Loki, I don't know why, but when you have all four of them on the field together, they work perfectly together. Mm-hmm. Firmino is pulling the strings. It just always helps Jota's, to have that. Extra bit of quality and playmakers in the team. It's the same thing with Arsenal. When you, when you when I say, have an invisible player. Like, when I say they're like Emil Smith Rowe, Odegaard, Sock. When you have those guys, and then like Lockett, like it just, just works. Doing better, extra because they can all link. Right. They can all connect with each other. I know. Like, I know. Keita was supposed to be, was supposed to be. You know, supposed to do everything: dribble, pass, protect, defend, and shit like that. But again, he hasn't played for months, bro. He hasn't played a full game for months, and you expect him to do that against against Real Madrid, mm-hmm. really? When you could have when you could have had Roberto Firmino having the same amount of pressing, the same amount of connections, the same amount of passing. Loki and I, Loki don't know. 
again, I, I kind of want to get on Wijnaldum, but I can't because he was the best out of the midfielders. But I, I seriously don't understand what happened with Fabinho. I really don't understand like what's so been to happening. So that's where it all recently. broke down. The midfield, our midfield, right. like bruh. Same so I know you don't. I know you I, don't agree with me on this, but I'm gonna bring it up for the sake of argument for you to like explain yourself on here. Uh-huh. But I'm I'm throwing out the case that maybe Fabinho should play as a center back because when I look at these goals, yeah, Real Madrid put three on you guys. Uh-huh. Two of them were completely avoidable, and like the second goal is Trent's fault. The first goal is like a mixture of Trent and Phillips, but I think it's more on Phillips. It's just. To me, if you have Fabinho, you have that quality to just anchor in the back line. And it's, I know for it's you, hard it, for me to, it's hard for me to argue against that right now. Yeah. I will argue against that. Yeah. I think Fabinho is more useful in midfield. Um, again, down to that whole part, of, uh, down to my part about the midfield low-key being the most important part of Liverpool's structure, right? You Versus Arsenal, we had an example of what it looks like when, the Liverpool, when Liverpool's midfield is working well, mm-hmm. right? Like, you guys could barely get the ball our fullbacks always had the ball our forwards were always getting the ball everyone's always moving forward we're always getting the ball off you guys all the fast well when our midfield is a sieve and niggas can just walk through mm-hmm. then everything else breaks down our fullbacks are out of position our fullbacks are relied to are relied upon to defend we said this before Trent isn't a defender and what right. did they do they tested that they went directly Zinedine Zidane listen to episode Jr. 1 had a game listen to episode Break 1 and said game. yo that's true Trent Alexander-Arnold can't defend let me, <laughs> let me put my most rapacious uh, attacker on this guy let me put the fastest most dynamic best dribbling shake you out of your socks dude I got on the team and let me put him up top and let me have Benzema be his point man or be his collector and just spray shit out. Let me have, and matter of fact, no, what I'm going to do instead is actually distract Liverpool's midfield, have have all of their midfielders pushed back to give Tony Kroos acres of space where he can just Tom Brady the last shit. thing you want to do. <laughs> Tony Cruz gives this man just, you watched what you watched Tony what Tony Cruz completed nine out of nine long balls against us. Yeah, most no of those way. happened in the first half, and you're gonna tell me you're I you're, you're gonna tell me that you're gonna clock by by the time they score the first goal by the time they start threatening for the second goal because they were threatening before they even scored the second goal. You're gonna tell me that he's not screaming at these guys to fucking start this press. You're gonna tell me the press isn't the press isn't there to, to 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 how do I say this? The press is more of like a guiding mechanism. It's not there to take the ball. Like if it does take the ball off, that's good. How do I say this? When you're pressing someone, if if you have a team like Real Madrid that's gonna be able to pass out of the press, what you're doing now is you're guiding them to a player who who's gonna be able to sniff out that next ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that's a, that's good. Yeah. That, but that still requires the whole team pressing yeah, properly. A, yeah, we talked. About I don't last know. Episode. I I don't know what this standing around shit is. I don't know what this what this hands on the stagnant. Hips, yeah. Looking at each other like what? Like. Well, last thing you want to do is just let Real Madrid play their game. Not only you that, have to unsettle them in some way. Not only that, but Liverpool was sloppy. They were messy. They looked amateurish. They looked. It looked really bad. They looked they looked nervous almost, like like frailty. Like you can tell when a player gets nervous because all of the bad shit that you kind of wouldn't expect to happen always happens, right? It's just like you get in your own head 
And it's just like, these motherfuckers just fucking passes up. These guys aren't covering properly. These guys are giving the ball away like it's nothing. They, they'll, they'll get in front of the ball, but then the rebound, they, they won't win any second balls. They, they won't win any first balls, honestly. Right, right, like, right. <laughs> we got torn apart. How yeah, are you going to let... I understand that Casemiro is a big presence, but for most of that game, Casemiro was pushing up, and Modric and Kroos were dropping deep. Kroos was kind of the box-to-box damn near. And I'm sorry, Modric was kind of the box-to-box down here, and that he was running around everywhere, playing great defense, dr- pulling Genie Wijnaldum everywhere, right? Because you, we did, we know Luka Modric is a magician. Luka Modric has been better from the age of Engine. 30 to right now than he ever was before the age of 30. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you <laughs> want to say. This is a fact. Luka Modric, since the age of 30, has been the best midfielder in the world consistently. You can get mad that he won the Ballon d'Or. Go cry about it to your mama. I don't, like, whatever. We can talk about whether he deserved it or not. But, like, he's the epitome of, like, the perfect modern midfielder. Right? And it's so so weird because he's not, like, the archetype. But, like, he's he's not who you would think of. He's not huge or physical or... Or aggressive or anything like that, but you can never get the ball off him. He always knows where his. He's almost like a quarterback in terms of he knows everyone else's job and he knows what needs to be done. And right he does now. the dirty work. He which I does love. it. He, he does everything. He's the he complete engine of that team. He's, like he's really he's really underrated at defending. He's, <laughs> severely underrated. He, he's really <laughs> underrated at taking the ball off of people. He's so good at intercepting, reading the game, just he, working hard, just like being just, just, just nagging people, yeah. right? But then on the other side of the ball, and he has the legs to do the quality after he wins it because because there's like, no muscle mass on him. He's like Thomas Muller in that he's just a string bean. So the, so the fact that he still takes complete perfect care of himself means that. This man can cover the most the most distance on a pitch, uh, still for Real Madrid. So so let's let's wrap this up with like what what do you want to see in the second leg? How is I this? don't know, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, well, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you what I thought you were gonna ask me was, do I think Liverpool can come back from this? Let's let's I tie that in know. there too. I don't know. What I want to see from Liverpool is our our. First choice midfield, and I want to see them on point. I need Fabinho to stop all this dumb shit that he's doing, which is just being, playing playing really slowly, playing a step behind, which you can't do as a D-man. You cannot do that shit. Right, right. Something else that I've been noticing about Liverpool is that they're like like opponents are crashing the box right in front of our uh, right in front of our back line. Our back line is a bunch of teenagers. Mm-hmm. We need those midfielders to, to who, who are sticking around in that spot, who are sucking down paws into the spot right on top of the box, shielding those mid, shielding those defenders. If you look at how at, at 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 the game, at how Real Madrid just kept attacking us constantly, kept getting into the box, kept crossing over everyone, they had so much room for mm-hmm. the cutback. Damn near like Man City. And we talked about. That third goal too, how the so, back line didn't step up. So like, yeah, so, so there's just this disconnect ba- between the two right now. I, and I don't get it because if there was a disconnect with the midfield in the front, but there's also a disconnect with the midfield yeah, in the back. So gaps, what were the midfielders doing? There was, gaps, there was no exploit. connection to the front. They were they were they were just I don't know I don't want to say they were just standing there because I that that's so ungrateful. But it's they, they were just 
they were all just walking around up front, no movement, no no rhythm, no verve, I guess. And then in the back, there's nobody shielding anybody. There's no there's there's all this space open in front of the center backs. You know full well if a cross comes in, um, or if it's a corner or something, and you guys are lined up and you see dudes crash in the box, you you're gonna be wondering where the fuck your dude right. is. To get I'm his... uh, personally, I'm always screaming. I'm like midfield drop, midfield drop, like that. Bruh, I why get so now pissed at my midfielders Fabinho if they don't come back? <laughs> seven miles. Why? Why the fuck is Tony Kroos's slow ass ghosting past you like he's, <laughs> like he's Frank Lampard or some shit? Damn. Why? Why are you letting? Why are you letting Casemiro get so many? He's really he's a really good shooter. And they yeah. just let him get to the top of the box and right. just fire some out. Tony Cro- Tony Kroos is just playing games in the back, but but Luka Modric is, is is getting all this room in the front to just fucking stitch shit together. Like it's a, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it was just so clueless by Liverpool, clueless. So what's, what's happening? What's what's changing? I guess is what you want to see bro, the pressing. So many you things. You want to see Fabinho just have a better game? I guess Reed, if you be more. I want Fabinho to have a much better game. I want I want I want Fabinho to have a really good game because then that allows Wijnaldum to do his best job, which is maintain possession, press all over the pitch, but also drive at the defense, which is the only way Liverpool scored scored a goal is because someone decided to pick the ball up and run at somebody for once. I want to see. I want to see. I don't know if I want to see Mane right now. Really? Let, let's 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 keep him out there. No, no, hold on. I want wait, Mane. Wait. <laughs> you don't oh, want Mane? I know, right? Because I'm a huge Mane fan, but I honestly feel as though at this point he just deserves a rest hmm. because my man is he, he's not doing well. Mm-hmm. His, uh, you know, it, I, I think I just read something the other day that said like, oh, his stats and his underlying numbers are great, and that's cool. That's great, right? But sometimes in football, like. When shit is just fucking up, and and you're just not you're just not getting, you're you're just not getting to the right spots. You're just not executing properly. Sometimes you just need to sit down. So do you want Jota out on that left side? Then? No, I no no no. I'm I'm totally reneging on what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I want money. I want money up top. I want Jota oh, up top. <laughs> I want Salah up top. Hmm. I want Firmino to start as well, and I want him to be that. Number, number 10, 10 yeah. or eight and a half type central, you know what I mean? The more attacking central midfielder. Right. You can have Tiago in the with midfield. With or Tiago next to him? I would say, oh, fuck. I don't, oh, damn, that's really good. That's a really good question. I damn near say if you if you move Fabinho to the back line, then you put Wijnaldum as the pivot and you put Tiago in, I feel like. But see, that's the thing. Thiago's role, like like when he came in in the second half, his role was to drop in into the back line. That's the one. Like Thiago didn't really play close to goal, but once he got onto the pitch and we were playing with him, we started getting, we started looking like ourselves. The second mm-hmm. half looked like a much yeah, closer did, game than the first sure. half, right? But I've never, I'm never subscribed to ooh the second half. No, fuck that. What about the first half, shit, mm-hmm. right? right? So the issue was. That our midfielders weren't giving weren't giving our 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 fullbacks the ability to push up and to push wide and stretch everybody right, wide. Right, right, exactly. It's uh, Liverpool's attack consists of five players, not three. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you have Robertson kind of chilling back and he's hella fatigued, when you have Trent Alexander Arnold, I mean, I mean, he had a lot of he had a lot of good good game, good plays during that game, but he was mostly bad. 
Right, and it, yeah. and it, it was because it was they didn't they didn't let him get any t- time on the ball offensively, and they tested him d- defensively. Those are the two things that he really that he doesn't fuck with. Right, perfect game planning. I really want to say this game was an eye opener. I definitely, you know, crow. I'm eating crow, foot in mouth, all that shit. Like I definitely underrated Real Madrid, which I sh- never should have. Right, Real, I, again, Real Madrid is built for this yeah, competition, yeah. right? But I really want to say hats off to Zinedine Zidane because he's one of the. He's always been a bit of an enigma as a coach. If you listen to how the players talk about it, if you listen to how he talks about it himself, he he always seems as though the, the narrative has always been that he lets players do what they have to do. Right? Yeah. I he, like that because Arsene Wenger did the same thing. Well, he lets your guys go out and just perform, like play right. your game, play to your strengths. Right, and 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 they used to say like, oh, because it was a den and he won everything, and he's this legendary player. Like every time he talks, you know, we kind of listen. But and so it always seemed as though okay. The narrative was that Zinedine Zidane kind of willed the team into a shape, and then they kind of did their own thing. That's why they won three Champions Leagues. Well, you just saw a, a tactical masterclass by Zinedine Zidane. He, I, well, we said Liverpool was oh, sorry. We said Madrid was too proud to to play defensively that they were going to attack, attack, attack. But what did we see? We saw them in a mid block stuffing the middle. Um, pressing right. out, especially at the end when they had to hold like they brought on the extra midfielder. Yeah, and... yeah. And then but it was really wraps. You guys couldn't do anything. Beautiful, beautiful tactics. They they stuffed the middle right where our right where our front three like to go. They pressured they pressured our midfield to the point where our midfielders had to stay. Excuse me, where our midfielders were so distracted and were basically just performing so badly that our fullbacks couldn't attack. Right, so they basically they basically kept us so busy that. The, the fullbacks had to actually do their job and defend. Yeah, so and so, I mean, perfect. We're, we're now we're playing a, a whole style that we don't that I, I don't even recognize. Like so, to kind of like recap, I guess is congrats. Essentially, Zidane, what man. you want though is you're asking a lot, and you want Fabinho. I'm to, asking for the entire team to change exactly how but, they play. But hear me, hear me out. So you want Fabinho to be playing at such a such a level that it's gonna free up. Because that's what that's what traditionally happens in in Premier League and stuff. Don't get it twisted. You want him to play at that high enough level that it frees up the space and time and luxury for Trent to bomb forward, for Robertson to bomb forward. Because yeah, you guys cause, are missing that. Because because Liverpool Liverpool's um, formation or a formation when attacking has sort of changed. I don't. I just don't know if you can do that. It's sort of Real changed. Madrid. We, we that's play. That's the only thing. Well, we play more of. Well, that's literally what we did, though. Tiago came in, and what the but, what but he did was Fabinho he dropped, had a bad game. He did have a bad game. But I don't think Fabinho himself can boss that Real Madrid midfield to that level. I don't think he can. But I think when you have when well, when you start out of rhythm, when you start on a bad foot like the way they did they just they just got ran the fuck over like, right. right and I'm not gonna lie Keita was kind of invisible Wijnaldum was a little invisible Fabinho also had a like they're chasing shadows they're chasing shadows so what Thiago did was he came on and he provided a bit of, a bit of stability because he mm-hmm. provided an extra passing option in the back he went back to the back line and and, and went out to, towards where Trent should be and went and basically played as the right fullback slash outlet so now 
when everybody's targeting Trent's side or say when we have possession going through that side, we now have an outlet on the back line who can now connect that ball. Remember, right. that's Thiago's best ability is connecting the ball, keeping the ball recycled and keeping right. it moving through midfield and an attack and stuff like that. And, and he, he did that. He did that. So now that Liverpool now has an extra man in the back to kind of play off of and do everything and get the ball to the right places, okay, now the ball is getting further up the pitch because now Trent gets to run up and, sh- and pull a mm-hmm. guy off of Wijnaldum. You know what I mean? Similar and now, now Wijnaldum is free. And it's, it's, it's such a knock-on effect. Everything about this team is a knock-on effect. So let's – so real quick, do you think Liverpool can do it, second leg? Do I think Liverpool can do it? No. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't think Liverpool could do it when we beat Barcelona. I okay. didn't think we could do it um, – I, I mean, I didn't – yeah. I didn't think we could do it when we damn near got to the fucking Champions League. Like, half the teams that we beat, I didn't think we could do I didn't right. think we could win the EPL last year when we did. Right. You know? Um, I, I don't know. I, as – it's so weird because, like, sometimes Liverpool, like, like Jurgen Klopp or, like, sometimes the, I don't want to say the fans, but, like, the front office will just say some shit and it kind of makes me cringe because they, they keep, just keep talking about, oh, the lack of fans, the lack of fans, the lack of fans, but it's like everybody else is missing their fans. The fans would be I know ripping you're su- you guys. I know, you're, you I know you're supposed to be, have some greater connection with your fans, but it's like that's not what's happening right now. You have to adapt to what's happening right now. Right, you right. you can you can talk about oh well we just have such a close connection to our fit. It doesn't matter. You're still playing at home. Where's the pride at? Right. Where's the verve? You know right. what I'm saying? Where's the where's the joy de vivre? Where's the fucking you know what I'm saying? Where's talk the spark? Them. Right. Where is that shit? You let know me I mean? uh let me get into my little Arsenal sob story here too. Yeah, man. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bad week for both of us. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. So. You know, we, we're mainly going to talk about Champions League, but I got to get my little Europa League action in here. And, uh, yeah, our, this this last Thursday, Arsenal played racism, and racism <laughs> won, bro. Like, this, this was not... And you know what's even what, more... Is this what's most What's most disappointing, too... You guys really let racism just... What's most disappointing, too, is... Glenn Kamara, the player who got racially abused let by... Let that be a lesson to everyone else. By Prague. He... He's ex-Arsenal, you know, <laughs> off rip before the whistle was even blown. You know how the players are taking their knee? Yeah. Every Slavia Prague player stood up and didn't take a knee. So, and it's, it's just these little, there's, you have everything going for if you, you, take, if you to, have to go take out there context. and beat their ass, yeah, you bro. Have, you, have like, to take, you have to take them standing up in context of, to like, the club's actions in general. Um, the club has just kind of had, like, a lot of, racist incidents racist supporters um and, and they you know they're, they're pretty bold about it um but the thing is that like i mean i i don't see why they wouldn't be it's not like anything's gonna happen to them from uefa or from fifa like guys guys if everyone gets on one knee says no to racism and 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 then says kick it out you will have done as much to fight racism as uefa has and you should be proud of yourself congrats that's literally as much as they've done to fight racism right. so it's like they slavia probably gonna wild be out because they they know nothing's gonna happen yeah, to them just be better fifa nothing's gonna like. they you get you get bigger players get bigger individual fines for illegitimate sponsorships and for breaking club rules and for breaking UEFA's rules 
than entire clubs, entire institutions do for racist actions, for their fans being racist, for, you know what I mean? Like, And so this was only the start of it. Like, we start this game, they had like one or two really good chances in the first half, but in general, like, we, as Arsenal fans, should not have been sweating it, bro, because we had so many opportunities. Sokka, I think the world of Sokka, and the last thing I'm going to do is put any blame on this kid, mm-hmm. but he needs to work on his finishing, man. <laughs> he needs to work on his finishing. Yo, I'm not going to blame you, man. Let me blame you one time, <laughs> No, 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 bro. but, like, he missed his chance. We still should have won that game. Yeah. I'm not blaming Sokka for that. Yeah. Sokka's done everything he can to carry this team. Yeah. He's allowed a few mistakes. But... Man, we had so many good opportunities, and we just can't capitalize. We can't score, and uh, and it just got worse and worse. The lock, and then Lacazette. I showed you that highlight. <laughs> We're pressing well. We're winning the ball. He's a one v one from half yeah. field, yeah. and he hits the upper v the crossbar. I really, I think, like dog, take of, a touch around him. Do anything. I, <laughs> like, I think all of Arsenal's finishers. striker. I think all of Arsenal's forwards need finishing school. Seriously. I, and it sounds crazy because because I got this Aubameyang jersey because <laughs> last bro because last <laughs> last season bro this man dragged us oh, he man. grabbed every Arsenal player by the collar and fucking dragged them through the mud yeah, yeah, bro yeah. so now I'll go. took yeah, every yeah. single half chance he had made like acrobatic like scissor kick bicycle kick goals like out of and nothing. He carried us, and he can't finish. Leave it to Arsenal to fail <laughs> when we need them most, right? Like, like Arsenal versus literal racism right now, and of course right. they, they capitulate at the very right. last second. It's so disappointing. Typical Arsenal And shit. what's more disappointing is my guy Pepe comes on mm-hmm. and makes the difference, shows the quality, proves why he is worth the is money. He, is he not a super sub, though? Is he not a player that's he more can't suited to get be a sub a, on? He can't get a run of games. And I'm going to get into this more about Mikel Arteta, but he, for some reason, bro, he will come on. He will have, no, he'll have like three games that he starts and he'll get like two goals and assists or something. And then and he's benched for like five weeks hmm. and he comes off the yeah, bench. And it's like, is he talking shit? What? <laughs> like, nobody knows, dude. There's huh. no transparency between the club and yeah, like. Arsenal's kind of a shady club now. I That's don't weird. get it. And so, and, and I also mentioned though that like a big part of it is because Sokka is so good. And Sokka has been killing it on that right side. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of a tough thing. Like, unfortunately, Pepe has the toughest matchup to beat to get into the starting lineup. Yeah. Um, but they're. I just don't know what the decision is right now when you're like he's in form and you won't play him. I I personally want Sokka playing left back next game because Cedric as a right footed player is not performing like we need him to at this level. When you say left back, do you mean left wing no. back or do you mean like left back like left, fully? Left, left back, but I don't think he gets wasted because he that's what he was doing for us when he first broke into the team. Facts. And he he created so much for us. He could replace that Kieran Tierney level of output offensively from that side and he's really good at just getting Don't you back think you and start working his hard development by giving him a whole nother position Not, to work on though? It, this is Again? only for like this is temporary this is for like a couple weeks this is te- uh, uh, how many 100%. times have you heard that oh this is temporary. oh no trust oh, me just for real quick you don't want any art and you ask any arsenal pl- pl- fan on the planet they don't want soccer playing left back long term and the club knows that too they know how good so he then is. why would you want him on because you then you have pepe to play on the right side so you want his production on the left. You don't want his defense. Right on the now left. the team is struggling. We single-handedly okay. lost that game because Cedric <laughs> didn't feel comfortable 
clearing the ball out. Damn. He just wanted to. He he. You know he didn't feel comfortable Not playing lie. the ball with his left, so he kind of cuts in and gives it in yeah, centrally, but... and we lose the ball. Give up a corner. Give up a goal. Okay, Last you're, minute you're, of the game. you're mad at that. You know what I'm mad at? I'm mad at the fact that that Slavia Prague player crossed the ball. Four of your defenders true, jumped too. for it, and they all That's missed true. it. That's also I don't true, look at anybody to on, me. The on... corner shouldn't even have been a thing. Oh, like man, yeah, we shouldn't even have been in that position. You just clear it. <sighs> just get it the fuck out. You can't score if the ball's in okay, their half so, of the field. So why is it that Arsenal still having these gutless performances, even though they've switched coaches? It looks as though his so system here, is working. So this is my this is my biggest argument. About Mikel Arteta because there's all these like old head Arsenal fans who are like, oh, we're tenth in the league and we're not performing. Like, we're as soon as they see where we're in, where we are on the table, they're like, Mikel Arteta out. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not looking at what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, we have an actual system. Unfortunately, Tierney being out breaks that a lot. Mm-hmm. But we have an actual system. He's mm-hmm. gotten rid of a lot of the dead weight. He's given the young guys chances to mm-hmm. play. Um, with a couple exceptions. I don't know why William's playing so much, but that's another <laughs> conversation. Um, oh, but, no, but... Uh, Yo, shout out to Chelsea, bro. Grifton, <laughs> Grifton Arsenal since, what, 1886, whatever y'all motherfuckers was made, bro. I swear, I've never seen an Arsenal-Chelsea deal work in favor of Arsenal. Yeah. Not never. Yeah. I mean, Giroud, Do- David Luiz has been pretty solid Giroud, for this year, I have to say Luiz, that. Willian, yeah, but Luis is low key still in that negative until he, until he wins you yeah, guys. I would say trophy. he was a positive this season. Last season was bad though for sure, but um, like there's an argument that David Luiz is our best center back right now. Okay, keep going about um, keep keep going, keep going. Um, yeah, so I want. Oh yeah, so the Mikel Arteta stuff. So the way I'm looking at it, he's making the right decisions. But here's the thing: is yeah, we got let down to uh, on Thursday. We got let down. <laughs> under under Unai Emery, uh-huh. like we got let down under Wenger. <laughs> so at some point, at some point, it's the players, bro. Yeah, I really you say guys it's have the players. The same players through those. So through I don't like this guys. bullshit argument about Mikel Arteta's. Told Mikel Mikel Arteta's out of his depth. He's doing. What's crazy is that like Mikel Arteta is not responsible for us missing ten really good opportunities to score. One thing about Arsenal that I think I would be frustrated at for if I was a fan of you guys is the fact that y'all have the most expensive tickets in the league, right? You guys have one of the biggest fan bases across the world. You guys sell some of the some of the most mo- you guys sell some of the highest amount of jerseys. You guys have huge sponsorship deals, massive stadium, and y'all are still acting like you guys don't have any money when yeah. it comes to transfer time. I feel, I feel like, like you guys have such a Huge See, I amount feel like of it's money a little bit reserve. of a misconception because we do spend big. Because we we bought a bombing for like sixty eight mil. We bought Lacazette for fifty mil. We bought uh, Pepe for seventy two. We bought Party for fifty. But we a lot of times we buy in the wrong. We we don't buy what we need. And a lot of times we we need like a few pieces and we buy like the wrong one shit. short. You know, like <laughs> yeah. we needed a number ten and. Thomas Party, uh-huh. and we only got Thomas Party, and we struggled, time. and we and we hit like 14th this se- in the first half of the season, uh-huh. and then we got Odegaard, uh-huh. and then it went up. Uh-huh. So they just they don't have this this desire to like fully invest, like get everything we need to put it, us in the best. But it doesn't position. make sense because you guys have money, like you guys are one of the yeah, few we definitely clubs do that like, operates in in the in the in like the black. We're not, we we we've never been the club to buy like 
the craziest, most expensive player, I but get we it, but always have money. We always do have money. It's like, been time for you guys to like refresh certain parts of your team. I definitely feel as though I've seen some of your and defenders that's what at I the like club about way Arteta. too long. That's what I like about him is he's gotten rid of like Kolasinic, Socrates. What, what oh, like, nice. He's gotten rid of all these What players guys. has he acquired so far? He's he signed Gabriel. Uh-huh. He signed, uh, I guess, Thomas Party, but uh-huh. he only got him like after then, January. Pretty and much. then Odegaard. Yeah, and Odegaard. Huh. Okay. Um, a three for three. Cedric, so far. Pablo, Marie. Oh no! Oh, wait, he signed. He signed those guys. Yeah. Um, but he got he got them both on like pretty much a free. I'm pretty sure. So he Pablo, was just. It was kind of like whatever. Like I still feel up. bad for Pablo Marie. He could be. He could be a Sao Paulo winning the Brazilian league. He's right pretty now. solid too. <laughs> like he deserves more game time mm-hmm. from what I've seen. Anyways, but here's my criticism, and here, I'm an Arteta in guy, but, and and the only, okay, so in the first half of the season, I was mm-hmm. Mikel Arteta in the whole way, I wanted to see him get a full season. Why are there I people to, saying that Arteta should be out? I feel like... Because when we hit free fall, and we were in like 14th, and old head Arsenal fans are like, oh, we're going to get relegated, like, get, no, we're not going to get relegated, man, come on, like, that's But not, y'all should, y'all should, okay. I feel as though if you guys saw what happened with Pochettino and you saw how Pochettino and us, you saw how much time Spurs gave him and the fact that he was given. Yeah, but Spurs were never Spurs were never to... in the fourteenth place, bro. Like it was bad, and that was uh, that was Spurs, almost okay. that was almost my bad, breaking though. point. That was almost my breaking point. There was a point well, where well, my point my point is that like time, right? Like Arteta clearly has you guys trending positively. I don't care what you guys said. Well, like, see, Arteta people argue against that because they're better. like we st- we were we went from like. Sixth to eighth, and now we're in tenth, like in the last three and, years. And like, three out of a roster of what 30, 40 something players are his, and so he, he's just working with what he has. And he's kind of, I mean, yeah, he's fucking up, but I feel like that's more. I mean, we're kind of agreeing on the but, same, we're kind of agreeing yeah. here because I'm saying that's that's definitely a thing that's on the team. I think that's on the players more so. And it, I think he's putting them in a position mm. to succeed, they just aren't performing. But here's my thing is. And I want to get back to the thing I was saying about the first half of the season when we were in free fall. I had a point where I tweeted out. I was like, if we lose to Southampton, I'm Arteta out. And we tied. So I was like, <laughs> okay, fine. Dog. And that was when we were like 14th. No, we were like 14th and we were falling. Like every week we're dropping like another spot, another spot, another spot. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, at some point, like this is getting ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Then, then he kind of stops the bleeding. Then we get Odegaard in. Then we start winning games. So what's so what's the issue then? So why so, are you okay, mad so, about Prague? So now what I'm upset about is this is a consistent theme with Arteta is he has his favorites. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really stray from that. Yeah. He has his guys like William Just who like constantly. Klopp. His guys like William that constantly play who have consistently not performed for us. Mm-hmm. When we have guys like Gabriel Martinelli on the bench yeah. who are Dying to get into these games. Yeah, every time I see him, everything he, he has. He almost has that Marco Asensio factor in that, like every time he gets on the pitch, it's like something's happening. Shit it's happens. like electric. You Shit know, happens. He 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 he, he kind of sparkles when he when he's out there. Like when right. he, when he has and the a ball lot of times, in his foot, like I'm he's like, a very okay, technical something's player. Something's gonna happen. He's a very technical player, but he's still like raw. It's still talent. Like he's still just. It's he's just all effort. willpower. It's, it's effort, will. Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> yeah. He's just he just wants it. That's really the difference. Uh, he's incredible. To he me. won't give them opportunities, huh. and so, and then 
and then it's like stuff like Sabios too. We don't have to start. Don't start on Sabios. I don't want to do this right now. That's for another. <laughs> but uh, you know, I got you know I got heat for him. Bro. So so the big thing is the favoritism, not willing to like adjust on that stuff. And then the biggest thing mm-hmm. is the substitutions. I was screaming at my TV because it was the 70th minute. Yeah. And we ha- and it was still zero zero, and he didn't make a damn change. Yeah. I'm like Arteta. Like yeah. at the 60th minute, I want to see guys coming off. Yo, okay, real it's quick. It's not working. Real like, quick, I kind of want to bring this back to Real Liverpool. I'm sorry, you saying that also made me bring this up. The reason everyone's on Navi, everyone is on Navi Keita's head is because Jurgen Klopp pulled him at the 42nd minute, right? And one thing that I know about Klopp is that he does not sub. He'll stick with shit for forever, right? Mm-hmm. So Loki, when I saw Keita out there, I was like, oh fuck, we're fucked because he, he, he's going to be there till the 60th minute at least. So for Klopp to pull him. In the 42nd minute means that Klopp realized he fucked up, like all the way fucked up. Because Klopp yeah, has his favorites, fact. he's hard headed, and he doesn't like to change his his tactic. Like just how just how in El Clasico today we saw we saw Coleman and Zidane make their la- Zidane made his last changes. Coleman made what changed three and four. And both teams just switched their tactics entirely at the exact same time and were still counteracting one another the same way that they were through the whole game. That's tactical adaptation. That's how you change shit around. This man, Klopp, I mean, he'll, he'll put some shit out there and he'll wait for forever. Right. right? And, and Arteta... It just shows how badly he got it wrong. And Arteta when struggles to... to pull the trigger and do those changes when he needs to make them. Like, clearly it wasn't working out. He brings on, and what he does is he finally brings on a triple substitution. Mm-hmm. Brings on, um, it was a Bamiang Pepe. I'm trying to remember who the third one was. Yeah. But, um, and then it just starts. We suddenly we look more dangerous. Yeah. Suddenly we're like, oh, okay, like a Bamiang almost scored his he first al- touch he of the game. Seem, he always seems eager to discipline a Bamiang too. He, he he's he's you know? very like no bullshit. Like yeah. it's not just a bombing, it's anyone. It's like anyone who's kind of even the youngsters. I love Guendouzi to death, but Damn. he punished the fuck he out got of him. Like, out of there. He, sailed, he shipped him out, bro. <laughs> I, I okay, I'll say this. I think you guys regret that move in the future. I mean, I, I think you. I think you guys I, end up I think the that world the of Guendouzi. I think he's gonna be a French team. Regular. I don't think you have any central midfielders that have the same bite that he right. did even I, as a kid. Exactly. Right? I like, think I think in his prime, Guendouzi is going to be a staple in that French team. I that really same dickhead that. that I was talking about, like where he's just a like a cunt, like yeah. <laughs> like yeah. yo, put the accent on guy. it. Who like, fuck, <laughs> like who is this guy? Who does he think he is? Right, like, that's grab him. you by the neck. That's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but uh, no, but that's my criticism, and it's a it's okay. a constant theme with him. Okay, it's been happening for far too long. Okay, well this, and. Dude, I don't know. I'm I'm at this point now where it's getting hard to defend him. It's getting really hard to defend him because yeah. we're getting punished for shit like that. When if we just make those substitutions in the 60th minute, maybe we get two goals. You know, mm, yeah. like where's the initiative to just switch it up? Like yeah. it's not working, bro. Like oh man, uh, oh I don't know, dude. People are coming for his neck right now. They're saying if we lose the next leg, they're pretty much everyone's like we want Arsenal him out. We fans want him out. and their emotions, bro. I want to see Mikel Arteta get this summer window, and then I want to see what he does. I want to see the t- first you know half what I, of the okay. I've said that there's a lot of similarities between Arsenal and Liverpool right now. What I want to see for both managers is the team backing them in the transfer window for once. For once. Right, right. For once. And I, I can and get this into... Is why 
I can get I can get into FSG's transfer policy and I can get into all the issues that I have with them in the future. But I just one of their biggest issues has always just been leaving Klopp out to dry. Like these guys, these guys got a couple transfers right a couple years ago and then sat the fuck down and started patting themselves on the back. Anyways, that's a rant for another time because I'm really, I'm really about to start it right now. And and this is why <laughs> I don't want. I don't want Arsenal to give up on Arteta too soon, and I don't think they will no, because they've shouldn't. come out and backed him, so people are pissed about that. I say but you give Arteta at least three more years. See, that's big. But uh, at least, I'm, I'm, I want to give him the next year. And then no, we'll see. no, at least three. No, Bro. hear me out. Let me finish, though, because I think there's no excuses anymore in terms of Arsenal, like the board, because we've gotten rid of these big contracts. Uh-huh. I expect... Big spending this summer. Hopefully, like there's no excuse, bro. Hopefully, no. Bro. The only the only big contract we have. I have never is seen Aubameyang. Arsenal recruit well. I don't know about that. I've never seen Arsenal like no, just recruit properly through a whole transfer window. Like, I mean, it's been about a decade, but <laughs> <laughs> like you can't just say Arsenal in general. Like, but this is my point. This is my point. Is we do we do get good pieces, but uh-huh. we never get the final. There's always something missing. There's one piece missing, and they never invest in that. Okay. Like, okay. even the team with Ozil, Alexis Sanchez, like, all that. Mm. Like, we needed a holding mid, and we needed a center back. They still need a holding mid. And we just never mid. got it. Kind <laughs> of. I mean, Party had a terrible game, but I still, I mean, I think the world of him, he'll be fine. He'll a be game fine. where he was required to be nasty and mean. Not and really, though. Like, if we just put away our chances, nobody's going to talk about Party. Like, it's like okay. okay, 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 okay. But, so, all right. I want to see them, and I... I actually got in a little Twitter argument this week about it. <laughs> the reason I like where Arsenal we're at, fans and their emotions. <laughs> I like where we're at because we have a young core. Uh-huh. Give it time. Like it's gonna you, get worse. The, it's the gonna get worse before thing, it gets Arsenal, better. When the one thing you guys don't have is patience. You mm-hmm. guys have zero patience, and you need a lot of patience. Arsenal for fans don't players. have patience. I guess the team yeah. the board does for some. Yeah, reason. no, they do. Maybe with the wrong things, but they do. Um, but, uh, okay. No, no, hear me. Last bit. Last bit is <laughs> sorry. But go, go, we go. have like essentially what we have is so Balogun just signed a new deal. Falaren. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Falaren, so Falaren. now we have a Shout out Wale Falaren. Uh-huh. We have a young core of a bombing slash Balogun slash Martinelli up top. Mm-hmm. We could play Smith Rowe or Martinelli on the Yo, left. you ain't say nothing about Lacazette. <laughs> Bro, Lacazette's in his last year, and there's talks and about selling him. him. There's talks about selling him. I would, I would sell him. He probably got to cash out now. I would. He's gonna be what thirty, like, and um. Well, that don't mean anything now. I like Lacazette. Don't that. get it twisted. I do like Lacazette. I you just, know, I just don't know if he'll be here next. No, year. no, no, no. I, I can't let you get away with that. You know full well, thirty years old doesn't mean really mean shit. I know, anymore. I know. But in terms of like, if you want to get any kind of value back for him, this is the time you have to sell him. Okay. Um, but. And then you have, ideally, Odegaard slash Emil Smith-Rowe uh-huh. for that attacking mid. You have uh-huh. Sokka and Pepe for that right. Like, that's a beautiful young court. You get you have Party, and I guess Xhaka has to stay because, uh-huh. you know, get rid of about You sign a center mid, <laughs> sign a center back. Uh-huh. You have Gabriel and Saliba and the new signing center back. I feel like you need someone with, like, a, I think you need, a, like, a Premier League vet somewhere. You need yeah. someone that just ha- like can lead the team, yeah. but like knows how to. Win and Abomiang is not that guy. I love Abomiang, but he's just not. Like, he's got, not yeah. a leader. Um, but yeah, I, what I'm saying is like we have this great young core. Mm-hmm. 
Just be patient. Like back him, give him the three pieces he needs. You heard him, Arsenal fans. Do the one thing you not y'all know y'all can't do. Give him the center mid, the center back, and the right back. Be patient. And let's see what happens oh, next man. year. Arsenal fan team. That's all I ask. That's up. all I ask. Give Again. him those three signings and uh, let's see where we go next okay. year. Okay. Well, off of that, because I mean that is a that is a Europa League team that we're talking about, and we're we're, we're talking sure. about a level above here. Barely Europa League team, honestly. <laughs> Well, shit. Um, let's let's get into let's get into the best game of the week. Um, PSG versus Bayern Munich. That was an incredible game to watch. Um, you know what I'm gonna say? It was really <laughs> crown him. It was really satisfying. Crown my guy. I was wrong again. Um, but I, ironically, I'm actually not. I'm You're not, not like I wouldn't say you were wrong. Like, but that I, game could have gone either way. Let's like. just say I'm never mad when Bayern Munich lose. Let's mm-hmm. say that, right? Um, I wasn't necessarily rooting for PSG, but this this was just a really this is an incredible <laughs> game. Um, we talked about X factors. We talked about um, Hanchi Flick versus Neymar and and Mbappe and low key. I mean, it, it's crazy because. Bayern it's not Munich. fair to say Flick lost. No, because Bayern Munich because they were looked so all, good. <laughs> oh, oh my god! It was like like in in a different reality. You're right, and you're right by a big like, like a huge mile because like Bayern puts four in the net. Them, like, you know you know, like, like yeah, like like we we watched a typical dominant Bayern performance um, in the snow where they had all almost all the possession, all the shots, working themselves. They just looked like a machine. Mm. Robert Lewandowski, who like they 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 didn't My God. they weren't they weren't really missing him until the very No, they really weren't. until until the the very I mean, last, they were missing him in the sense he would have put away some of those chances. He would have, but like Bayern Munich still looked incredible, had, which I, I mean, thought yeah. they would have, right? Yeah. But um but I mean, again, another game of tactics, another game of really really interesting tactics just um, just watching PSG, um, their forwards, especially Neymar, just drop deep, finding space, and then drive and just forward, ripping Bayern Munich apart yeah. with these long passes, these through balls, Dribbling these dribbles. Right through the middle of the field. Oh my God! That first goal to Mbappe. They they like, they exploited Bayern's back line. Like we said, Bayern is weak up top and they're weak at the back right now, but they can hold it together because that's the type of team they are. But. I mean Neymar and Mbappe. What, what can you do? Are you mad at it? Are you nope. are, are you saying you could have prevented it? it? This, I love it. <laughs> like this man, this guy Mbappe. I don't. It's a different breed. This has to be how it felt watching OG Ronaldo yeah. when he was a kid at Barcelona or like a kid at Inter Milan type shit. Like mm-hmm. like literally, yeah, yeah. Literally, right? Like his style, his speed. You the would strength st- you would still and think the technical has, dribbling ability. You, would, you, would still you can't think this knock guy him. As a winger, the way he can dribble, the way he has the, the he has technique to just get past his man. All he that plays stuff, as a winger and a striker, this, like at the this, same time. This, like he drifts this, wide, exactly. he cuts in, he makes the good runs. Like, Who was his favorite player growing up? Probably Christie, Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo. That's the exact <laughs> style that he played. He was a wide forward in, in the in the craziest sense. I think I think Mbappe's speed and his finishing ability, though. I know everyone wants to talk about his speed, but I think his technique is crazy. Yeah, I think yeah. his decision making is great. His I think movement. his finishing is ungodly. His this man finishing can finish anywhere. Level, yeah. That third as... goal just sums it up. That third goal is just Mbappe personified. Like uh, we we watched the, the typical we watched the typical Bayern Munich performance where they were just on point. They were doing everything correctly. They were they were throwing bodies at the in front of the ball. They were they were showing for their men, 
down to the last minute, Bayern Munich was going ham. Right. They did everything they could. They they left it on the field. They and did. fucking Manuel Neuer got embarrassed. And I'm never mad at that. <laughs> I'm never mad at that. You know what I'm saying? They they broke that back line apart so easily. And it, it's crazy because it, it damn near looked like, like France versus Argentina where, remember, Mbappe just sprinted halfway down the pitch. And it yep. was just open because there was like nobody that could keep up with him well there's there's nobody sticking to to Mbappe I know I know Bayern Munich had a few uh injuries and changes so did PSG right right like uh, somehow this shit worked and not only yeah, that Marquinhos came off we, we have to remember that Marquinhos came off and you know what's, what's crazy is um I noticed something in the game and I'm doing it again we definitely discounted Keylor Navas as PSG's wow, third yeah. best player what a performance Stood on his head, what like like we're talking we're talking about Mbappe and Neymar can break the game wide open, but to me Keylor Navas is the one that kept him in the game in the first place. I mean, it, without his performance, that that's that's five that's five three mm-hmm. or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and and it's, I feel as though I feel as though Bayern Munich has already had a history with him because you know I mean he he played against them with Real Madrid. He, he led. I mean, he was the backstop for Real Madrid when Real Madrid won. What three of their titles? But did he win two of them, or, or maybe all three. I want to say of three. their of their three peat for the Champions League. He's such an underrated goalkeeper. I understand that Real Madrid, the like, the way they operate is they always have a thirst for the best. If there's someone better, yeah, they're gonna go and get them, especially like goalkeeper type shit, right? But mm-hmm. to me, they should have never got rid of Kaylor Navas. He's super reliable, incredible shot stopper, incredible positioning. Like he like the way he puts himself in the box, like. You're not really nervous that he's not going to get to a cross or he's not going to get to a punch because like his positioning's so good. He closes down his man super fast. He's never afraid to just get close up on the ball, even if he has to take a ball to the face. And even just the sheer like shot blocking, Deter- bro, like, just ability. how many saves did he have? That's, God damn, that's, like, that's, <laughs> that's that's an ability in and of itself. I don't know if he can teach a lot of the saves that he was making, a lot of the stuff that he did. Um, Kimpembe and Marquinhos are a really underrated um, partnership. Marquinhos, there was a the stat back. that was like the first ten minutes. Marquinhos had like five block shots and like four clearances yeah. and like seven tackles. And Marquinhos is that regular type of player. But my thing about Marquinhos is, ever since he was at AS Roma, he was just a small, skinny dude, like super skinny. Never the tallest, right? Never nothing. His physique never impressed you. And like the way football has been trending the past few years, you know, when you see a central defender, you're like, okay, he's either huge, he's fast, or he can play the ball. Marquinhos isn't really known for any of those things, but Marquinhos has been one of the best and the most underrated central defenders in the world for at least five seasons. Marquinhos was starting for the Brazilian national team when he was a teenager. Like obviously he wasn't you know displacing everybody and shit like that, but I mean I mean now he is now he's a regular a regular captain for Brazil a regular capped center back for Brazil you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying my man is six feet a hundred and sixty soaking wet <laughs> yeah. and and you can never get past I'm telling you Marquinhos yeah. is gonna he's go incredible. down as one of the most underrated center backs I'm really in impressed with PSG for like because they I mean obviously they were like. They were locked in with him defensively, like I said. He had all those yeah. stats. But even when he came out, they still were yep. holding it down. Kim, like, bro, Kim, still... Kimpembe. Kimpembe right. might be there for... I, I, I like to make fun of PSG because they're, they've always been like a golden cage to me in that they always get these super shiny, super great attacking players, but then they never, they never really do their due diligence defensively. And therefore... And then so like the team just has all these great players, but they never get anywhere. 
right? So it's like a cage because you can't get out of these long ass contracts because PSG is like they never let people out of their contracts early. Yeah, and shit, right? yeah facts. <laughs> but look, they and not only that, but they never really had a player come through their academy and stay with the team, even though they're Paris, like they are the main club in Paris, one of the biggest football producing areas in the world and they can't even get a player through well now they have Presnel Kempembe coming through he's been he's been a backup center back for them for a few years but now he's coming through and actually is a vice captain deserves, now. yeah deserves to be there to me I don't I don't want to say he deserves to be starting for France but I wouldn't be mad oh, we're talking he, about France I was thinking about PSG no well I was thinking no PSG yeah like he's a captain for PSG now now he's a regular starter for however many years like kudos to him because he really came up he's super under underrated um if if you guys want like a like a stylistic kind of comparison I always think of to me, Kempembe is like a almost a calmer version of Sergio Ramos. He doesn't do everything as well as Sergio Ramos. Don't get me wrong, but like he still kind of has that same aggressiveness, that same willingness to fly into the tackle, that same willingness to to step to his man and really get it popping. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of that's kind of um, what I've seen from Kempembe. But PSG's roster building overall, I think, has just become more impressive. They again, they were only buying attacking players. They're only buying shiny stuff that could, you know, score right, right. hella goals. Right, it was goals. the shiny new toy, like. But defense wins your championships. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like, I, I think now I'm starting to look at their spine. And I'm like, okay, this is the actually spine really, is coming together. It's, I it's, still think they strong. need something in that midfield. I they need. See, the thing is, I don't really know. They probably need. They have some pretty good D mids now at this point. Yeah. Danilo, shout out to him. Um, he was he was he was Porto's like. Was he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like Porto's best D-mid for a really yeah, he, long he time. Was, he was killing it over there. Moved to PSG, wasn't really getting too much time, but kudos to him, he stuck it out, and then he had to move to center back after um, after Marquinhos got injured, and he played really fucking well. He played really, really good. Um, PSG, I don't know, I, I haven't really kept up with their roster recently, so there were a few names that I didn't recognize, but it seems as though... Again, one of their biggest weaknesses to me has always been the fullback position. Mm-hmm. They still don't know how to recruit fullbacks, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But I mean, they looked they looked solid, right? You know, I mean, I mean, well, no, they you don't. And you don't. Byron had hella shots. I'm not and, gonna lie. And and this is a game too where the fullbacks, all you don't have to ask too much of them offensively. Mm-hmm. You have a front three of mm-hmm. Di Maria, Neymar, yeah, uh, Mbappe. You know, those as long as they just stay back, anchor it down, like they did. You know. And you just gotta fight the war. They just gotta fight the trenches and put their bodies on the line. And especially, especially with wingers like Com- with Coman and Sane mm-hmm. going against your yeah, fullbacks, you, you have to keep people back. Come yeah, on, no? yeah. Coman, Coman is keep it simple. You know, those guys. As long as they do their job, I don't think it's really gonna be a problem for them in this. Do you think PSG's beating beating Bayern Munich? I'm not sure. I, bro. I said that from the start, so I have to like. You stick have to with stick with it. it. <laughs> the thing is with Bayern is that. They're German, so, like, again, they, they're kind of cold and calculating when it comes to, like, crunch time. Like, they always kind of stick with what they know they have to do, and the, it usually works out for them. But, again, PSG is an emotional club. Bayern's not really an emotional club. But when they when Bayern Munich's back is against the wall or when they feel as though, hey, I re- like we really got to step it up, you can see it. You can tell. Like, I'm not going to be surprised if Bayern Munich breaks out some crazy shit the next game and just really takes it to PSG. Yes, yeah. they took it to PSG well, last to. game, right? This game but is not going to be ex- defensive. <laughs> Bayern's going to have to pull something out of their ass, and that's low-key when they're the most exciting. Was that was that leg in France? or It was No, it was in Germany. 
So three. So away they have goals. to do it in PSG. Three away goals. They got to win two. by two. Oh, two. Sorry, yeah, two. They no, have three. They have two away goals. Or wait. Oh wait. no, I'm, I'm tripping. Oh, <laughs> PSG has three away goals. Yeah, so three away goals. Bayern has to win by two goals. Bayern has to. Or win they by have to win two zero. I guess they have to win by two goals. Two zero. No, no, no. Hold on. That's that's not right. No, they have to win. No, they have two zero, two zero. Because it's one goal difference. Which I think is completely possible when Bayern yeah, Munich is on Yeah, could form. be, yeah. But I also um, would never put my money against I, I, Mbappe scoring. I, I wouldn't like, put my money against <laughs> like, Kaylor Navas at home. Right, okay. Honestly. Yeah. Fuck, PSG might, PSG might end up walking out with this. It would, Bro, this was such a good game. Yeah, it was this was so incredible. End-to-end. Sorry to the City and Dortmund fans, I did not watch one minute. <laughs> I don't give a I fuck need, about that I game. need to watch full 90 I didn't this, give a bro. Fuck. This was incredible. Look, man, look, that, like, like, that same thing that we were talking about, how Real Madrid and, and Barcelona are like the epitome of football in terms of passing, get connecting, getting to their man, doing the right thing. This is another version of that, but this is more the pace and power mm-hmm. version. You know what I mean? Like... Like it, it was right. It was, it was a little more direct. It's just, it's just more like a modernized like, classico. That's kind of what it was I, like. I'm not gonna lie. I definitely clenched a couple times <laughs> 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 on a couple of buying shots. I was like, oh, the Thomas like, Muller bike. I know you lost man, your shit. Man. I saw that. <laughs> man, 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 man. Thomas Muller, man. I got, I got to get into it. But basically, Thomas Muller. Has to be one of the most slept on players. We got to do yeah. a series on <clears throat> players we think are the most underrated. Thomas Muller is, he's annoying as fuck. Like, like, like you see him, you look at his face, you're like, oh, I just want to punch him. Come on. But, but, but just to see like the effect that he has on that team and just to see his stuff, I call Thomas Muller the astronaut because he's always in space. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, like, hey, no matter levels what. Levels to this. Bars. I'm, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, no matter what, Thomas Muller is available. It doesn't matter. To open 24 hours, he's available, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I don't there's, know. Like, there's very few players in the world that move better than him up top. Like. He can play on the wing. He can play in the center. He can play up top. He can when play I say up a, top, I mean in advanced spaces. Yeah, not yeah, as yeah, a striker, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he can play. He, but he can play as he can play as a nine. He can play as a, on either ten. wing. He can play as a ten. He can play as a, a damn near as an eight. Mm-hmm. Like he, he really he, could. I, yeah. I swear to God, he had a game as a number six one time. Oh, this must have been years ago. But I swear <laughs> he had a game where he where Came he was probably damn near wasn't born yet. As a, <laughs> <laughs> where he was damn near a six, but Thomas Muller. Um, had this incredible shot, this incredible bike, um, beautiful pass. I'm pretty sure it was from Kimmich all the way across. Same, same, same pass that Kroos had um, against against Trent Alexander Arnold earlier this week. <laughs> um, same type shit. Where, but but Mueller, who isn't even the biggest guy, right? We want to talk tall about presence though, like... bro. He okay. Thomas Muller is a hundred. He won that header. Pounds. He won that header on that. Thomas Muller is hundred and forty pounds maximum, bro. If he's jumping in front of me, I'm putting a hand in the small of his back, and he's flying that. Way. He's gonna land on his feet, but he's flying that way. Bro. Right, right. But, but he'll still score still the goal with his head. In front of his, right, right, right. He still <laughs> managed to jump in front of his dude, bring the ball down with his chest, and fucking bicycle kick. Yeah. Oh my god, on his Ronaldinho but, shit. Shout out to but the goat. Kaylor Navas got the blonde hair because he's Super Saiyan two on these niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I, that that tie has me the Man most hit hype. Kyle Kang. Um, I feel as though if Liverpool really uh, does lose to Real Madrid, which we probably will, I think I'll be looking forward to 
PSG Bayern Munich kind of as like a palate cleanser because I'm I'm so excited because Bayern Munich has to go crazy. They have to go crazy, and with that comes space in the back for PSG to attack. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and like, that's what you want if you're PSG. If Neymar, like, bro, Neymar created his own space and somehow managed to split Munich's defense apart at their own crib. Imagine what's gonna happen at PSG. I don't give a fuck. There's nobody on the in the, on that field that can keep up with Mbappe if he's no, gone. If no. he just takes off and they play him at the right time, I legitimately it's, it's it's over. You like, could probably count the amount of players that are faster on Mbappe on like one hand. Yeah, probably. Like, Kieran Tierney. In terms, okay. no, 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 but like it's it's also in terms of like dribbling too. Like that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on the, the ball speed is completely different. I'm really too. impressed yeah. with like because yeah. I feel as though I feel as though like for comparison's sake, right? Leroy Sané, um, who I think is going to be the next. I feel like he's German Ronaldo, but that's I love Sané. Yeah. That's a that's a different. Conversation. I don't know if I go that far, but we. That's he, he has the potential. He has the potential. Yeah. I need to, I need to learn. There's a conversation to be. He had has about the it, potential. Because just because of his playing style, no, he's right? incredible. But like, even even the difference between his speed with the ball and without the ball is hella different. Like like with the ball, he's fast, but he's like smooth. He's more under control. He's got, bro. This man Mbappe has the ball at his feet, and he's gone. Fucking ro- like roadrunner type. There's shit. nothing sums it up better than and that he picture. Still has perfect you know, control. You know that ball. picture where the dude's grabbing his jersey and Mbappe's just like mid-stride, yes. bro. Like you can't touch this man, I'm watching bro. This, watching this man jerk through like six. Not six, sorry. I just watched Yeah, man. six. Yeah, <laughs> no, Loki six. Loki six. Yeah, yeah. I watched this man jerk through six niggas at full speed. With the ball on a yo-yo at the end of his foot. Yep. Like, just, sorry, on a string. Like, bro, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me just the amount of technique that he has. And it's crazy because I always, I, when I kind of imagine, like, if it was me in his position, I probably would have blown a, a knee ligament out by now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? The changes in direction. Even, even the fucking trying to dribble while sprinting flat out like that is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. His finishing ability is nuts. His 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 ability to sniff out space is nuts. And then you're going to combine that with Neymar, who is by all accounts and purposes one of the one of the most complete players in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of attacking sense, his passing mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, his that, that to cre- ball he played space, for the second goal was his, incredible. His dribbling, his speed, his finishing, his free kick, like everything about Neymar is an attacking threat. And you're going to combine yeah. that with one of the most one of the most unique weapons we haven't seen again. We haven't seen someone like Mbappe since OG Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. And I and, and I, I've said this. I'll probably say this every week for like the next year, <laughs> but. I think Mbappe is number one in the world, bro. I, I, I think put everything on it. I I'm really think he's the king now. I'm not mad at you for I that. I really he's, think he's number he's one He's producing now. the best. He's performing the best, at least in the terms of the Champions League. And that's no disrespect to Holland. Holland is, to me, like, he's... Holland, he's, bro, and He's I'm on levels, be, too. Like I'm going to be so mad if Holland goes to City. I or, can't put it United. in words how good Holland is I need. Either, I yeah, don't but. need him in England unless he's playing for Liverpool, honestly. Because this man is going to destroy wherever the fuck yeah, he Yeah, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, it's... Um, but, yeah, man. I Fucking hell. P- uh, Mbappe was incredible. Kaylor Navas was incredible. Look, y'all, look. I feel as though goalkeepers, like, are super underrated, even in terms of, like, Footballing sense, like a footballing sense, like where people are hella big fans of, of of football, but won't know 
how a goalkeeper plays or won't know a certain style of goalkeeper. You guys, pay attention to these goalkeepers that you see around the Champions League because these guys are fucking incredible. And, and like, this, this, guy, this guy, Navas, I feel like that's got to go down as one of the all-time goalkeeping performances. 31 shots. What can you what else can you say? This like, man saved everything. Yeah, like, saved everything. Granted, there was only there was only 12 on target, but like That's 12 shots he <laughs> saved. <laughs> on goal. Yeah, like, 12 saves, dog. That's like, 12, bro. 12. And you and your favorite and, and goalie shots don't even on get goal 12 or, shots shot at him in the whole game. Shots on goal or shots off target, you still got to be like in position, like ready, Positioning alert. Men, like, P, shout out to PSG's defenders. They really were throwing they themselves at the ball. They I'm held gonna, it down. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they kind of got, they kinda got, got worked lucky, through. But a that's, lucky at times. That's a like, desperate Bayern Munich that they just mm-hmm. played against, and they didn't, and they stopped them from scoring. Bayern you know threw the saying? house at him That's a desperate Bayern Munich, bro. And no, I ain't giving Bayern Mbappe got that goal because Bayern was just flying forward. And I'm not giving Bayern Munich any credit fuck you <laughs> I swear like you know you know that that Bayern Munich should have won that game you know that there was no way they thought they weren't gonna win it right Facts. that's what I love about Facts. that Bayern team is they just there's no doubt in their heads yeah at all times, yeah. they are they are a g- collective group on a mission, they're, and nothing gets in their way. Like they're gonna just do everything they can. Their motto, I'm they not gonna break. lie. Their motto, um, it translates to "We are who we are." And at first, I was like, "Man, that shit is kind of lame." Yeah. But honestly, if you think about it, it's kind of sick because it's like, yo, no matter what, we're Bayern Munich. Right. Like, you could do whatever you want. <laughs> we're Bayern Munich, we're, bro. We're inevitable. I'm, like, <laughs> like I am I'm inevitable. inevitable. <laughs> like, type of energy, right? Like, like yeah. I've, uh, what's it called? Um, Real Madrid's nickname for them is uh, the Black Beast, basically, because they they never Real Madrid throughout history has never really been able to shake off Bayern Munich in Europe. That's always been the European classic is Bayern versus Real Madrid, like. They're they're they they're there to get at you, bro. Mm-hmm. They're not here to fuck around. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I shout out to PSG. PSG I mean, again, I think they're the most emotional of the super rich clubs. They're the ones that'll kinda act out the most. Hmm. Um they're they're the ones that kinda make the the most moves in order to I like, guess more Barcelona. I guess because they're the most um, like human because they there's like a human aspect to them, whereas like when you think of Bayern and Real Madrid, like it's machines just machines or like well, machine, but it's like this ruthlessness. Of yeah, like, yes. Like your head's on the chop. It's yeah. like medieval times. Yep. Like if you act up, we're gonna cut your hand off. We're yep. gonna behead you. I just finished watching perfect. Game of Thrones, so I'm no. in that kind of energy right now. <laughs> ruthlessness is absolutely perfect for how you say it, but I think I think with PSG, um, I'm just I'm just kind of impressed with how they've been handling things recently. Getting to the Champions League final, right. failing, but then now they're going crazy in the Champions League again instead of losing their heads and fucking up like they used to. Because every time PSG got someone with the Champions League, the next year they'd fuck up and start from square one again. Um, the, the, yeah, they, they kept their heads. Uh, they probably really felt some type of way losing to Bayern Munich, and that's why they took the game to them this game, uh, this game you know, and... To the extent that they could, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think this might be. I think this might be one of the f- few examples of a club kind of moving off of their emotions and still being successful. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um, Do we want to talk about these other games or? <laughs> 
We didn't Chelsea, really Porto, get into it. Too. We didn't really care. have time to watch these too much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really is, wish Niggas Champions League wouldn't do this at all games simultaneously. Shit, because it's really yeah. annoying. Um, it is what it is. I don't know. I know there was a disallowed goal in this Dortmund game. The Dortmund Jude Bellingham. Yo, man, England really has a gem in Jude Bellingham. Bellingham. He's super smooth. Um, he's really smart. Good decision making skills. Well, he's only seventeen, and he's already damn near a starter for Dortmund. Um, he he's a pretty good goal scorer too. Um, just just wow! I guess Dortmund kind of knows what they're doing when they just buy these Dude, random players. Dortmund man. is on another level, bro. Because they for like what like five years at least, there's always been a new replacement mm-hmm. that is just Whoa, not for, just as good, for, but like for them probably like yeah. yeah. They, well, I'm trying to think. When did Lewandowski like twenty thirteen? Okay, so like left coming up, team. coming up on a decade then yeah. of, because even before Lewandowski, I guess it was Goodson. Like Dortmund's one of those teams that um, that knows how to use youth players, that knows how to blood them into the system properly, and knows how to turn they them into miss. professionals. They just don't miss. Bro. Uh, you know <laughs> like, what I mean? Like there's always another guy. There's always another two guys. Like always just, someone else. Like their academy. I, I'm telling you, them along with Benfica and a few of these French clubs are. Just the best in the world at getting their players to to, to to perform at a much higher level than when they got to the club. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen a player get to get to uh, Borussia Dortmund and not improve as a player. Watching yeah. the highlights of City Dortmund, I gotta say, like Kevin De Bruyne stood out. Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne, De Bruyne man. Kevin De Bruyne, or whatever, however you Kevin say. Kevin De Bruyne, bro. He really stood out to me. Modern um, age Bastian Schweinsteiger. If you know, you know. All right, but ke- like I promise you, just his story, his come up, the change in position, and now just the way that he's able to dominate an entire game for Manchester for Manchester City's midfield. The way he's able to play any of the of the midfield positions for Man City, but like the way he's relied upon as like their their main conduit of of attacking and retention and all that stuff. It's so reminiscent of Schweinsteiger. The game, it, he looks a lot different to me because the meta is so different. Like, you don't have time on the ball anymore. You don't have, um, it's a lot more physical. You got to be a lot faster. You know what I mean? And so De Bruyne kind of fits that mold. But I think it, just in terms of, like, the the impact that he has and the level of play that he's consistently been able to play for Manchester City, it's like a, it's like a perfect comparison to Schweinsteiger for me, mm. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess what else? Do you have any other thoughts about that game? Nah, man, nah. And then I guess with Chelsea, all I gotta say is Mason Mount's nasty. Oh, like man, that's, that's really crazy. all I got for y'all. Like, I guess sorry, I guess, Porto. Next year, maybe I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> right. I guess Frank. Lampard oh, I got a stat for y'all. Talking about if if Tuchel makes it to the finals because uh-huh. he and that's I don't know. Yeah, let's let's hear me out. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. they're in the semis after this. Uh-huh. Well, if he uh, makes it to the finals, all right, you counting out Bayern already? Right, right, no, 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 no. I'm just no, no. no hear me out. I'm just saying they're one fa- like one, like level one f- away, yeah, one uh-huh. phase away. Then Tuchel would be the first manager to reach consecutive Champions League finals with different teams. That's kind of nuts when you think about it, because I don't even think Chelsea could, was supposed. I don't. Think and he I didn't even take Chelsea. over. He didn't have a full season with this team, yeah. bro. Like that's. I didn't even see Chelsea making it this far in the Champions League. I definitely thought they would have been in Europa by now. So, congrats to him. Um, once again, Chelsea is 
Once again, Chelsea has gotten their shit together and they are back in the process of building a Death Star. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Everyone, is, everyone is on notice for like the next year or two. Because yeah. um, I think I think after that, um, Chelsea just starts dominating yeah, again. Yeah, Chelsea, I'm not once, lie. once all those guys start gelling. And you can see that shit over the horizon. Yeah, it's, it's the inevitable. Alright guys, this has been episode two of Rabona Boys podcast. Um... Hope you guys enjoyed it. We kept it a little shorter this time. Yeah. We definitely felt as though we were rambling last time. Uh, But a lot more. There were other factors too last time. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But you know, Uh, (laughs) we're you know we're trying to trying to get better. Hey, follow the socials. Follow the socials. We really appreciate that. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. Um, Always down to talk. You know, tell us about your friends. Uh, We're I don't know. We're we're definitely planning on doing this for a while. So, yeah. um, we're, we're, we're sticking with it. Wild, guys. We're sticking with it. This has been your man's Vince Scully out here with my guy Nick Solo. And we're signing out. It's a wrap. Peace.